This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live from Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for joining us, Alexandra, here in the studio. Hi, Jason. <laughs> My lovely producer and friend. She was rapping. She was spinning some game over here earlier. You should have heard it. <laughs> no, 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 no. My my younger sister told me if you ever want to do some rap, you just out say boots and pants really quickly. So <laughs> Cracking me up. I loved it. <laughs> you can join the conversation. You can call us here at the studio if you uh, if you want to do some boots and pants. You can call seven six zero. 544-TALK, which is 8255. Uh, you can email the studio, studio at iHubRadio.com. And of course, follow us on Tate Talks on Instagram, which is tatetalks.radio. And I'll be posting links and recipes and how to reach uh, the guests. I just had an amazing guest on the show in the first hour, Joanne Papasnadej. Love her. Love her energy. I love her voice. I love... She's Very just a, a lot of incredible human being. Really good information. Yeah. Really super good intelligent. So, I'll be posting on Instagram and of course my Facebook as well, Jason Tate, and you can follow up and find the links. I'll be sharing a recipe here very soon mm-hmm. about one of the soups that I had during this past week when I was sick. I you, did it. It happened to me. What? You, oh, what? My students are going to be disappointed oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> it's funny they kind of hold me up as this immortal being <laughs> like i won't ever age i won't ever get sick germs can't touch mr <laughs> <laughs> but i did my wife and i both came down with a terrible cold uh right after um christmas right after the christmas holiday and it was a few days after then it really got me and man i was down for the count for a whole mm. week uh, just with a terrible sore throat. And so, and then sinus, and I have a little bit residual right now going on, but uh, but nothing like I was a week ago. So I want to share a quick story about my visit. I actually did on Monday this past week, I went into urgent care because I've had strep throat in the past and I've had really bad sore throats before and they are crippling. Uh, I don't mind sinus congestion, headaches, and cough, and whatever. I mean, that it stinks. It's not fun. But having a sore throat to me is is one of the worst things that I could have, mm. and it just feels so debilitating. and And I really was disabled with this sore throat, and so I went into urgent care, uh, which I go to my local urgent care, which is by Eisenhower Health, and um, a lot of friends of mine work with Eisenhower Health, and I love working with Eisenhower and the doctors there. Um, And yes, I am plugging Eisenhower, um, (laughs) not because anyone paid me to, but because I really, truly do appreciate the workforce at Eisenhower Health and the nurses. I've been to that that one and and they were very, and before I moved to to the desert, I was visiting. And I went there and they were super, so super kind, kind. and super so kind. efficient. My gosh, I was in and out of there. Mm-hmm. It was fantastic. It's a, v- a wonderful experience. So that being said, uh, I, meet, I meet with the doctor, the nurse practitioner before, and 
and they're talking to me and it was it was just a great experience and I actually teach healthcare experience um, to my students who are interested in going into healthcare becoming nurses and doctors and every part of the healthcare system and I even work with medical residents um, from my functional medicine background and training and in mind-body medicine on how to build the connections with your patients and create a more personalized experience because mm. the patient experience is becoming more and more um, important and more and more relevant in the healthcare experience. They're starting to show, and it's not starting to show, It's they're starting to recognize that it's always been tied to patient experience as far as patient outcomes. If you go into uh, an experience and you're sick and you're not feeling well and you're, you're not treated like a human being, you're treated like a number and you're just shuttled through like cattle, your health outcomes are much lower. And so I applaud Eisenhower Health and their ability to put forth a patient care experience that I feel like was a, a beneficial experience for mm -hmm. me. And so, and I'm of course always cognizant of it and, and aware of it. That being said, they checked me for strep throat. There's a rapid test now, which you don't have to wait a couple of days, which is nice. Uh, oh. It was just a five minute test. And something remarkable happened. Um, I was negative for strep throat. And because I was negative for strep throat, which is streptococcus pneumoniae, which is a bacterium, she said, the, my physician said that it's more than likely a virus that you're fighting through and your body is just going to fight it off. So I'm not prescribing any, any antibiotics for you. And I recommend that you get plenty of fluids and lots of rest. And she didn't say anything about diet, but um, I just felt like, wow, this is the first time mm -hmm. that a doctor wasn't pushing antibiotics because so many other times they don't even do a strep test. They just put me right on amoxicillin, that's, which is a penicillin brand, mm -hmm. which is the standard of care. This was the first time that antibiotics was not the standard of care. And I have to say, doing the knowledge in the background, we are, we have misdiagnosed and we have overused antibiotics for years. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we are progressing the end of the antibiotic era, mm -hmm. which will happen uh, in my lifetime, actually, where the vast majority of antibiotics won't work anymore, even on bacteria, because they're living organisms and they evolve. It's very scary. And it is very scary. Mm -hmm. um, there is a great TED Talk, actually. Um, her last name is McKenna, and I don't remember her first name <laughs> but there's a TED talk about the end of the antibiotic era and it's it's real it's coming and so I was again I have to applaud Eisenhower Health for not just pushing some pills on me some antibiotics because I probably would have taken them I was desperate to feel better and I love that she was like nope go home take care of yourself Wow. <laughs> so very progressive. I was yes, I loved it. Oh, thank you so much. And I was frustrated because I just wanted to get better and I wanted to enjoy my break, my week off. But it was a time for me to rest and it was a time for me to take care of my health. Um mm -hmm. and my wife and I made four different soups and I'm gonna share a soup recipe, my favorite one of the week. We made four different homemade soups. Oh, my God. So good. <laughs> and, of course, I was doing my green juicing 
and everything, you know, to support my health. Um, it was funny, the nurse was taking my blood pressure and she looked at me concerned mm. and she said, do you exercise a lot? And I said, yeah, usually five or six days a week. She goes, okay, good. Cause your heart rate is 51 beats per minute. <laughs> 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 so, uh, very calm, uh, in, in the, uh, in the, in the room mm-hmm. and I have a very strong heart. So I'm lucky to, but you build that, right? You build a, a cardiovascular system through exercise. So the running that I do and the basketball and the high intensity workouts in the gym, um, I've worked hard to get to where I'm at. So that's my little story about, <laughs> about getting sick over mm. the break. And that's why they call it work out not rest out yes (laughs) (laughs) gotta work it it. so happy new year everyone happy new year alexandra happy new year i missed you last week i missed you i did it was uh it was very quiet last week here in the desert it was was quiet quiet. yeah yeah Yeah, i i had to call the station manager Mm. and i my throat was so bad Mm. and i said can we please play a, a previous show so i apologize for not being here last week to hang out with all of you and share mm-hmm. stories and talk and share my heart with you. Um, I needed that time. I, I would not have been able to talk. So thank you for understanding. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't carry the show. So <laughs> 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 I just, I just swoop in, make a swoop. comment and yes, swoop out. <laughs> you're great at swooping. <laughs> so, so thankfully I had time to rest because later in the week, um, this past week, just a couple of, well, today's Sunday, so Friday, a couple of days ago, um, I was booked to go and speak with a group of young men. And I want to talk about this experience because, you know, I, I work with an organization, it's a nonprofit here in the desert called One Future Coachella Valley. And I'm going to plug them as well because I just love them. They're my, I consider them family. Mm. And they are a part of the IHUB station here through CVEP, Coachella Valley Economic Partnership. And so my family over there at One Future Coachella Valley, hello everyone, Ernie and Sheila and Kim and Jackie and everyone else, love you guys. They routinely book me to come and speak to youth and adults, um, people of all ages. And so they help organize scholarships for college students and high school students leaving and going on to college. And most of them are in the healthcare field, which is where I come in and they bring me in a lot of times to speak with them. And so they'd asked me if I would come and speak with a group of college boys, uh, young men, because there is a huge uptick in mental health issues among college-aged men because of the stress of school and Mm. performance and... Um, and then even in in high schools as well, because of this this manly like, you know, I, it's it's not masculine to share your feelings, and it's not yeah. masculine to cry, and it's not masculine to experience emotions. You've got to bury it down. Admit that you're sick. It's not right. You know. Yeah, and it's God. It is so unhealthy to bottle it up and bury it down, and so. They asked me to come in and speak to these young men about, and they usually asked me to talk about nutrition. Um, And so the title of the talk was Feeding Your Brain, uh, which they did want me to talk about overcoming um, mental health issues as well. So 
It was a remarkable experience. I learned, actually, I sat in on the first session and I learned uh, a lot. I actually cried a little bit and I shared some feelings as well. And then it was about being vulnerable as a man and being vulnerable and sharing your feelings and sharing your heart and being honest. Mm -hmm. And so I... I was able to do that in my session with these young men and a big shout out to the guys. I told them I would talk about them on the radio show on Sunday. So if any of you guys are listening, um, I really enjoyed the time with you and talking about food addictions and how food is a drug and how sugar plays a large role in many of the chronic diseases that we are experiencing today and early death because it is a drug. It affects the mind. It affects the body. And so this great quote uh, from Hippocrates, father of medicine or father of Western medicine, uh, was talking about, let thy food be thy medicine. Mm. And, and I've kind of hung on that quote for years and shared with that quote. But my caution to you is, yes, let thy food be thy medicine as it nourishes the body. But if you're experiencing mental health issues, do not necessarily let thy food be thy medicine because we're going to make wrong choices if mm. we're eating to improve our mental states. Yeah. We're generally going for those comfort foods, high sugar foods, and so definitely be cautious about that. So much more, um, but you're talking about empty your cup, more about mindful health, and that amazing soup recipe. Stay with us. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live in the studios, Palm Springs, California. Thank you for joining us. I was just talking about mental health uh, for men in college, mm -hmm. and Alexandra and I were just talking about that first semester in college. Yes. Um, it was a while ago for me. It was a while ago for me, too. <laughs> but I have fond memories. <laughs> yes, fond memories for sure. And, you know, it's something that I, I work a lot with the seniors in high school. They're, um, they take class with me. And, you know, it, I find it not just an opportunity but a responsibility for me to impress upon them how important it is to have proper time management and to look after their health because... The dropout rate in college is massive. It is mm -hmm. so high, especially in science and math degrees, that, you know, the high challenging pressure, ones. Yeah. Um, and it's just, and it's not, the schools aren't going, oh no, what do we do about this? They're right. not, <laughs> they're not thinking because they're just inundated with college applications constantly mm -hmm. all the time. And, and they're patting themselves on the back, like right. you said, for being such a difficult, challenging yes. university. Yeah, we're so tough. We, you know, 70% yeah. drop out. Um, it, that's, you know, I, I see these young men and young women going into college unprepared mentally, emotionally, mm -hmm. and just life-wise, you know, their human health is just, they go and they don't know how to nurse themselves. They don't know, you 
you know, how to organize their day, how to set goals, you know, and it's just, it's sad. And so this is why I teach what I teach in the classroom, um, wishing that, of course, that was available at every school across the country, Mm -hmm. uh, of course, um, and, and hopefully someday it will be. So I want to share with you right now the benchmark of empty your cup. And when I talk about health and I talk about these three pillars of wellness that I teach in my classroom, I liken it to a three-legged stool. So imagine for a moment a really well-made wooden three-legged stool, you know, in this perfect angles, very solid and sturdy, right? You can set it down. You can sit on this three-legged stool. You can stand on it even as long as it's not really tall, (laughs) but a short, a short three-legged stool. Um, What the key is there is that it needs all three, mm-hmm. right? If one of those legs is broken or damaged and you go to sit on it, boom, you're on the floor. If one is missing completely or if one is short, <laughs> over you go, right? Good sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> I do sound effects free of charge. So, <laughs> so. This three-legged stool is what I kind of picture in my mind as our three pillars of health and supporting us, whether we're sitting, we're standing, or jumping up and down on it, doesn't matter. Um, However, these three pillars of wellness, movement, nutrition, nourishment, and mindfulness, or mental health, they're not of equal weight. That's what I want to impress upon you. And my, what I'm saying and what I've been saying for years now is that the key to all health or the key to total health is through mental health. Hmm. Because, and I shared this with the boys when I spoke with them a couple of days ago, these college men, uh, that our, and, and there's another quote that I share and I'll, I'll, I'll share it with you now, our diet is a mirror of our feelings and not our knowledge. I know a lot about food mm-hmm. and I know a lot about recipes and I know a lot, I know a lot about how to shop for the right foods. Uh, I know the biochemistry, the organic chemistry of foods, and yet I still make poor food choices hmm. depending on my mood. And this goes for everyone. So you could be an exercise physiologist and a nutritionist and totally know everything. But if you are suffering mentally, emotionally, if you're depressed, if you're stressed, if you have terrible relationships, poor friendships, um, you know, not a great love life, you're not necessarily going to make the right decisions in these other areas, even though you know better. So, Mm. so yeah, our diet is a mirror of our feelings and not our knowledge. And it's so important that we understand and address mental health as the most important of all of those things. And as we shared in the previous hour, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Joanne said 23% of uh, health issues can be averted by practicing gratitude. Yeah. You can lower the stress hormone of cortisol by practicing gratitude. It's changed my life in the last year. Yes. Yeah, sure. Alexander, you, you went through a trauma, mm-hmm. losing a very, very, very close and dear friend. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's traumatic to the body. Biochemically, inside mm-hmm. the body, there is a change that occurs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been through it when I lost my mom. And uh, 
I was very, I was very, very lucky to find someone that brought me to this point and, and gratefulness is definitely part of the regiment. And it, it changed, I mean, changed me health-wise immeasurably. Right. Yep. And you're glowing because of it. <laughs> oh, <thank you. laughs> she, she's, she's, she's blessing. <laughs> so practicing gratitude, saying thank you, and thanking yourself. So important. Here's to Your Health is coming up with a delicious soup recipe, my favorite of the week. Stay with us. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. Jason Tate here live from the studios in Palm Springs, California at iHub Radio. You can call the station 760-544-TALK, which is 8255. Email us studio at ihubradio.com. You can even send a text message, 760-699-0202. We get to all people who have emailed and called, and yeah, we'll get back to you. We need to do a show dedicated to answering these questions. We're happy to. Yeah, Yeah. I think we may want to do that. We'll see, sooner than later, but we do reply to every single one. For sure, definitely. So please don't hesitate to reach out. So Tate Talks exists because... Your health is totally within your control. It really, really is. And it's important that you, that everyone knows um, that you're not shackled by the diagnoses that others have given you, right? I mean, a lot of times we trust a diagnosis when this person has spent sometimes as little as an hour Mm -hmm. with you. And they throw down a diagnosis and you're just like, oh my gosh. And then you feel like you're in a box or in a prison, like such as the diagnosis of type two diabetes, mm-hmm. right? You get your labs back. Doctor says, all right, you have type two diabetes. I'm going to put you on insulin, metformin, you know, do this, do that. Um, at some point you're going to need dialysis. If you're not careful, you might need amputation. Have a nice life. See you later. Uh, it's not that bad. It's not that callous, you know, from a doctor's perspective. But sometimes that's what you hear as a patient. Mm-hmm. And it's just this death sentence. Mm-hmm. And I, I mentioned that one. I pick on that one because it is reversible. It's one of the easier ones to reverse as far as diagnoses. And yet medical professionals aren't necessarily going that route. They're not talking about reversing the disease. They're talking about treating the symptoms which is not, um, it's not fair. And yeah. you need to be a, an advocate for your own health. You live with you all day long mm-hmm. and your whole life. You've known yourself since the beginning. 
<laughs> yeah, and you and you know personally, you know what works and what doesn't work. You may not be a physician or a health expert, right. but I, you know, from my own personal experience and friends, when they work hand in hand with a doctor, and force their hand, force your hand to pay attention. I, right. I had a friend that told her doctor, "You need to pay attention to what I'm telling you because." The doctor was being a bit dismissive to what she was mm. saying. And he's, you know, and she says, I don't react well to this. And he's like, but that's the cure. That, not the cure, but that's, that's the, the prescription that is prescribed to your condition. And, and you know, it, she didn't have an allergy to it. She didn't, she's just like, I don't react well to this kind of treatment. I've tried it. And he's like, well, it's this or nothing. And she's like, no, you need to work with me. And they did. They worked together and they came up with a solution, that's thank good. God. But yeah. she had to force his hand. Well, and that's, you know, that is so important that you mention that and share that story. I, too, have I have this personality where I trust professionals, mm-hmm. whether it's a plumber or a doctor or an electrician or, you know, uh, somebody, you know, who is in marketing and advertising. Mm-hmm. If they say something and this is their job and this is their career and it's not my expertise, I'm thinking, mm-hmm. oh, all right. And I trust them. But when it, you know, if it doesn't affect your physical health, mental health, whatever, it's not that big of a gamble. But when we're talking about your health and somebody throws something down, a lot of times it's best guess. And it's unfortunate because without really diving in and understanding the patient, they're doing a best guess technique or they're doing what's worked for the average. And you're not the average. You're the N of one. (laughs) (laughs) You are only you. There's no other human on earth that has the same metabolome that you have, which Mm -hmm. is your microbiome, your genetics, your genome. And then all the other various things that are, you know, your diet, which affects your microbiome and your metabolome, you are it. You're the only one. So what might have worked for that, for the average or for clinical trials, that doesn't necessarily apply to you. So thank goodness your friend Mm -hmm. stood up for him or herself and just said, no, you've got to work with me. This is important. This is my health. And and she told me that, you know, the, the diagnosis doesn't stop when you leave the the medical office. It, right. it continues if it's if you're you know, if you go there for an rash and you get an ointment it, everything is good. But when you go for something a little bit more serious and you you're not happy with the solution that you received or it didn't solve it, it doesn't stop the moment you leave that medical office. Mm-hmm. It continues. Your research continues. We're we're no better age in human history than, than right before w- yeah. with, with you know, I don't re- recommend Google doctors and I don't re- recommend Google do- <laughs> lawyers. God knows I suffered from that enough in my, you know, in, when I was practicing, when people say I looked up on the internet and this. <laughs> so I don't recommend that. But in conjunction, to, be, to ask intelligent questions, I fully, fully recommend yeah. that. Yeah. And I will say it again, and I've said it many times, I'm trained in functional medicine. The functional medicine approach is to look at the entire person, okay? And to not just look at them as they are now, but everything that's happened in their life leading up to that point. Mm-hmm. 
You know, in functional medicine, we we look at, okay, I start asking questions. If somebody's coming to me and they have multiple allergies and they have what appears, presents themselves as food sensitivities, they have autoimmune disorder, I start asking the questions about their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what were your parents' lives like before you were born? Mm-hmm. And what were their health? You know, what was their health? Did they smoke? Did they drink? Did they, you know... What was their health like? Do they have health risk? And what was the pregnancy like for you, for your mom, actually, while you were developing? And how were you born? Were you born through cesarean section? Were you born vaginally? Uh, were you on a lot of medications growing up as a kid? Like, And somebody's looking at me, you know, in their 40s or 50s or 60s or 70s. They're going, why do you want to know how I was born? Yeah. Because it's your story. Yeah. And it's your health. What were and, you exposed to as a kid? Yeah. Or, I mean, I didn't. I didn't have any sicknesses until I came to the U.S. No chickenpox. No measles. See, nothing. that's an important part nothing. of your story. Yeah, and then and and it turned out when I came to the U.S. I developed a skin rash, and it turned out that it was the materials that they use here. They don't. Mm-hmm. They use a lot of mixing with you know with the polyesters and stuff, and I could only use 100% cotton. Yeah. So it's like, then you're right. You're 100% right. I can attest to that. Right. It's, you know, and, and it took years for the doctor to figure out, hey, don't wear a mix. <laughs> don't wear a polyester. <laughs> and it's about asking the right questions, you know, and being investigative. So I'll celebrate and I'll, I'll lift up the functional medicine experience. Um, reach out to a functional medicine health coach and visit ifm.org, which is the functional medicine uh, website. They have a locate a functional medicine practitioner button and you can in any city uh, in the world, actually, the functional medicine is throughout the world. You can find local practitioners that are educated in functional medicine and will ask those questions. You can Mm -hmm. go to them as an adult and they're going to find out about your life. And maybe it's something that you've been struggling with for 10 years and you don't even quite remember how and where and when it started but they're going to ask the right questions to jog your memory and get you back to that point mm-hmm. what was the change what happened yeah. and to get back to this natural set point of the body which is to be healthy the body wants to be healthy and so in many cases is dr andrew weil uh, a person that i study under and love to watch and mentor of mine he says you know what what are we doing that is blocking our natural healing ability? And how can we get over the way <laughs> of our body <laughs> and let it be healthy, which is its natural state? Mm-hmm. So important, important things to think about. So it's 2020. Yay. 2019's in the books. And I'm so grateful. Me too. <laughs> My mm-hmm. goodness. I, you and I both, Alexandra, we had a rough 2019. But, you know, brought us to each other. It brought us together. So that was a highlight. It definitely did, yeah. yeah. Um, I went through some struggles, for sure, uh, in my career mm. at school. And there were some changes that were made. And it and it hit me like a ton of bricks. It really hit me. And there was a, there was a time of grief and loss and, and anger and fear and frustration and disappointment and failure and really feeling that. And it has taken me months to overcome that and I have to say I'm not going to get into it but I have to say what has really been the saving grace for me to allow healing two things gratitude and forgiveness 
mm. my dear friend Denisa and her Dr. Denisa Borges <laughs> and her F word project um, with forgiveness. Forgiveness is such a powerful, powerful healing element to it. Mm. And as she, oh, I'll have to look it up. There's a quote about forgiveness. Uh, she shares so many different quotes on Instagram. I think it's F Word Project. F Word Project, yeah. On Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, oh my God, definitely amazing follow. Stories. Yeah, great stories. Uh, I think she has one of my my story mm-hmm. up there. She interviewed me, yeah. uh, and talking about losing my mom, and so forgiveness was and has been such a powerful thing. And I, you know, it's sad. I've for years have told others, and I and when you tell others, you're also telling yourself that I have a hard time forgiving. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of not taking my own advice. If somebody were to tell me like, oh, I'm not good at remembering names or I have a hard time forgiving or I often forget stuff, that triggers something in me to let them know like, well, you are what you say you are. If that's what you want, then sure, go ahead and keep saying that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I caught myself yeah. the other day. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that I have a hard time forgiving people or I don't forgive easily. And I've basically set that up as a boundary for myself. Mm-hmm. And shame on me for doing that. So again, this is me being vulnerable. You're growing. And, and going out and sharing and saying, you know what? I'm going to change that script and I'm going to say that forgiveness is something I'm working on and I plan on it being one of my greatest character strengths. Can I steal that? Yeah. Okay. Definitely. 2020. I'm going to steal that from you. 2020. I'm not even going to borrow it. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to lie. I'm not borrowing because you're you're going to steal it. it. I'm going to steal it. That's amazing. That's amazing. It really is, you know, and it's, it's so and forgiveness doesn't absolve the person or the peoples or whoever that, that did whatever they did. It doesn't mm. absolve them from doing what was done, but it frees you. Mm. It lets you be free of carrying around the negative energy of not forgiving. Mm. Mm. So <laughs> our mind, our mind is so powerful. Our mind is a supercomputer. And the programs that our mind runs are the words we speak and the thoughts we think. Wow, that's really profound. Did you just say, did you make that up? <laughs> no, I, oh, I borrowed yeah. that. Oh. I, I spun it, but I did borrow it, and I'll, okay. I'll share where I borrowed it from. Stay with awesome. us. This soup recipe is coming. I yeah. promise. Oh, you Stop teasing me. I need this, I need this soup recipe. You best, know how I'm about soups. The best. Oh, okay. All right. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here live in the studio, Palm Springs, California, with my friend, Alexandra. Hi, Jason. (laughs) So um, I just shared a a nice quote with you. It came from a book, actually. I don't even know the name of the book, but it was a book Mm -hmm. about running and the psychology of running. Oh, my God, I love running. 
So, and in the psychology of running this book, and I don't, I don't know if that's the title or not, but it's said in there that our mind is like a supercomputer and what we say is the program that our mind will run. And so I've adapted that, changed it, modified it a little bit, saying our mind is like a supercomputer, but what we say and what we think are the programs that it will run. Hmm. So it's also what you think. It's not just what you say. <laughs> I, love, I love my. I love Apple. <laughs> uh, no, that was that was a uh, an Android. That was G double O G L E. Thinking, I thought that I said that. So, anyway, <laughs> I've been teasing this soup recipe. I have to share it now, otherwise, I think Alexandra is going to pull the plug. I, on the I show. am. I'm going to shut your <laughs> microphone off because I and I'm going to tackle you for this recipe because you know how I feel about soups. So, this one. So, my wife and I were battling with cold and sore throats and so we did a lot of tea this week and green juicing and homemade soups and netflix and so we (laughs) went through four different soup recipes this one oh my god is is going to be a staple in in my house now because Mm -hmm. i just love it so much and until it starts to get really hot then i won't be able to eat it but it is a cream of broccoli soup (sighs) that is vegan did <laughs> everybody hear that? It's one of the, yeah, it's one of those soups that you just kind of wish it was in a giant bread bowl, mm, right? Oh my god, you're right? talking to somebody who went to school in Boston. Bro, okay. Right? Yeah. I went to Northeastern. <laughs> so I know bread bowls. <laughs> so this but this is a cream of broccoli soup that is actually surprisingly healthy and it's gluten-free and dairy-free. Mm. And mm. ridiculously good. Wait, dairy-free? Yeah, dairy-free. Okay. All right. I'm sitting here patiently. I'm sitting here patiently. Look how patient I am right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You've been patient and oh, I've been teasing God. you this whole time. So the recipe can be found on yupitsvegan.com. <laughs> Y-U-P-I-T-S-V-E-G-A-N. Yupitsvegan.com. Great. Love the name of the, rest of the uh, website. Mm-hmm. So it's creamy vegan broccoli soup. It's a healthy vegan broccoli soup made with creamy base of cashews and white beans flecked with the perfectly crispy, tender broccoli florets. And absolutely nobody can tell it's vegan. Wow. If you make this and you don't tell someone it's vegan, they will not guess it's vegan. Um, the one thing that you'll know is, you know, and I know I respond um, to dairy mm. and I know that my guest in the first hour she would definitely respond to dairy as well um you know and a lot of us are sensitive to dairy and gluten this is a delicious thick and it's like a chili it's so thick Mm. it's so good but it has um so the cashew cream mixture you're using a medium potato uh, three quarters cup of raw cashews cooked white beans nutritional yeast uh white or yellow miso sauce freshly scooped freshly squeezed lemon juice and that makes this cashew cream mixture and you do that in your blender Mm. by the way i'll be posting this recipe and the link to the recipe on my facebook and also instagram for tate talks which is tate talks dot radio on instagram Uh, the creamy vegan broccoli soup is a tablespoon of olive oil there's a large yellow onion there's garlic celery carrot um, and then some low sodium vegetable broth You salt it to taste, and then you do four cups or more of finely chopped broccoli. Yum. 
Wow. And what I loved on it on top was fresh cracked pepper. A lot of fresh cracked pepper. And stir it in. And I'm talking about right now, I want some. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great leftover soup, too. It keeps well in the Mm -hmm. fridge, and you just heat it up on the stovetop. Um, I don't have a microwave. I don't recommend microwaves unless you're going to heat up some water for tea or something. But um, but heat it up back on the stovetop and eat it again. Um, and if you're, you know, if you want to splurge a little bit, a little bit and do some bread with it, I'm sure mm-hmm. it's good with bread or even in a bread bowl if that's your thing. But if you really want to go the, the healthier route, do it, it without good the bread. Just by itself. It really is. And, and that's the crazy thing here in the desert. At night, it drops, the temperature drops. Mm-hmm. And to have something so warm and fuzzy like that. You want to make it tonight, <laughs> Yeah, huh? I do. <laughs> yeah, I I'll do. send you the link. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, so that's the recipe for the week. Here's to your health. Creamy vegan broccoli soup. Highly recommend it. Give it a try. Um, and it might be something that you love so much. You share it with your family and friends. Yeah. Look across the street to a neighbor. There you go. Yeah. Make friends. Welcome some new neighbors. There you go. With this creamy vegan broccoli soup. (laughs) Or make peace in 2020 with your crazy ones. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So, so embracing in 2020 now, embracing forgiveness and embracing gratitude. And this past week for me was getting some rest, uh, getting well so that my throat could heal so that I could be here uh, with you today. And I missed all of you. I missed you, Alexander. I missed the show. I did not plan on missing that day, uh, but I really needed it. I couldn't talk. Um, So I did get to finish my composting tumblers. I have two 50-gallon drums uh, for composting now. And it's funny. I'd been storing. I've been for almost a month now. Um, My wife and I have been keeping our green waste, which is the majority of the waste that we produce from our kitchen and Mm -hmm. from our house is green waste. And I've been storing them in buckets Mm -hmm. and it was starting to smell really bad. And so I finally finished building these composting tumblers and I'm so excited. I'll post a picture on Instagram of the journey of composting. I'm new to this. My brother's been doing it for a long time and he's actually branched off. He's making some kind of salogenic acid wood vinegar stuff and he gets out his welding torch and he starts making his own <laughs> things <God>. like uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to have my little bro on the show I got a little t- bucket <laughs> <laughs> talk about his stuff and he's got a great garden going so um, I'm gonna actually start sharing pictures of this composting and then also I'm gonna build a much bigger garden at my house I'm gonna tear up some Um, fake grass that I have in the backyard and do a nice big garden and grow a ton of greens and just start growing food yeah you know I I just start picking our oranges and squeezing the orange juice and your mom has a garden my mom has an amazing garden she I don't they the neighbors come over and and she gives away so much food and 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 her everything is natural everything is natural and they're huge huge they look like i don't know i don't know (laughs) next week i have a dear friend of mine gabrielle grandel she is also a functional medicine health coach she was in the first class the one before me she's the one who actually invited me and turned me on to becoming a functional medicine health coach Mm -hmm. so big big props big shout out to her um so 
here we are, Tate Talks, every week, Sunday, noon to 2, Pacific Time, 6 to 8, rebroadcast. Mm-hmm. It's your health, your responsibility. You can only give what you have. Strive, live, learn, fail, get back up, but never quit. Stay with us. See you next week. <laughs>